Hi, we broke into this house again. Hello. It's uh, we're in the sunroom today. Um, just so we have like a, a fast escape back doors right there. So like if we hear anyone coming in the front, we can just book it. Yeah, get get out of here. Hey, Chris. Now that you're watching, could you get Megatron out of the the laundry room? He's eating anti gravity's food. <laughs> Anyway, hi, welcome to Talk Comics to Me. I am Champ Champenstein. I'm Heather Hadfield. And we're here to talk about comics. I did want to start with a a non-cool fact today. I mean, I guess it depends on who you are. For the most part, it is very uncool. Uh, I learned this just for this particular part. Uh, Thanks, dude. This year, the cops have already killed 213 people. So, just so you know, that's, uh... Okay, I was trying to do it on my hands and I couldn't figure it out. 213. Uh, that's a lot of people. That's a lot. That's a lot. Uh, and so, to the most recent ones, you may have heard, if you're just watching the news, um, Adam Toledo, who is a 13-year-old who was shot in Chicago, just so young, and then Dante Wright, who was shot up in Minneapolis, for absolutely nothing. So, once again, I know we always say this stuff to you, but please be aware of everything that's going around with around you. Please look in, into like other alternatives besides the police because they're out there. Anything good from you? Um, yeah. Instead of the police, just call me because I'm real good at conflict resolution. As you can see, I have the therapist chair today. <laughs> um, I got my corduroy pants on. I was made for this. Yes. But once again, please, please, please just take care of your communities any way you can. Mm-hmm. Okay. Comics? Yes. Let's do comics. Okay. I'm going to start. Um, I've got Thor and Loki Double Trouble. This is issue number two. This is just like a very PG rated <laughs> version of the brotherhood between Thor and Loki. Just them getting into a whole bunch of shenanigans. Uh, Loki just constantly tricking Thor. I love, I love this book. It's so much fun. I don't have anything else to say about it. Okay. Because it's like... I mean, that's what it is, right? Yeah, it's just like watching a cartoon. Mm-hmm. It's like the watching... art is a lot of fun. The art is yeah, really good. no, it really is. Um, but this one starts with the resolution of what had happened in the first issue, and then the half, the second half of them is cleaning up their mess, and then Loki... Causing more mayhem. <laughs> Classic Loki. Uh, good old Loki. No dog killing in that, at least. No, I think that would bump it up to a PG-13 at the very least. <laughs> okay. This is, I'm pretty sure, absolutely G. This is <laughs> sorry, Batman and Scooby-Doo, which I called Scooby-Man earlier. And I, yeah, I almost did it again. Uh, Batman and Scooby-Doo mysteries. So, you know, Batman's just chilling with the Scooby gang, trying to solve a mystery. I only actually read about half of this because I was like, this is, it was a lot of fun. I read it in the voices because, you know. Why not? Why not? Why would I not do that? Which voices, though? Like the original cartoon voices? Yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, okay. it was that's like, so Matthew Lillard? <laughs> no, I grew I grew up on like the old school Scooby-Doo cartoon. Mm-hmm. So like, yeah, that's the only thing that can run through my head is okay, those good. voices. Fucking Casey Kasem? Yes. God. Uh, and even like, Kind of with the Batman, you can just, like, have in that Adam West sort of, like, voice, too. It's just, I don't know. It's a lot of fun. I think if you like Scooby, if you like Batman, and if you are, you've got a child's mind like me, I like it'll, it'll be a great time. I like the idea that, like, Batman is just, like, 
I need to solve this mystery. Uh, I'm gonna get let some me, tips. Let me, let me call up the Scooby. Yeah, let me get some tips from some real professionals. <laughs> I'll just follow them around a little bit, learn how to solve mysteries, and then go on my way. I mean, they know better. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't let Batman into my group. I don't care who you are. You could be the Robert Pattinson Batman, and I'd still be like, mm, take your shirt off, and then you can. <laughs> then you can join our group gang. I gotta. <clears throat> I gotta do a little judgment first. I gotta see if you're in like peak physique. For the group, you have to look a certain way. And if you don't, sorry. Seems like some sort of dentist system situation. Oh, it absolutely is. <laughs> All right, so now we have chain, chain to the Grave. This is issue number two. This is a, a fun, it's a fun little book. Yeah, it is. Uh, I really like the art and the colors quite a bit. It's just uh, a dead guy kind of being chased by his old boss. And who he stole money from. from. Yeah, who he stole money from. And his old boss is trying to also bring other people back from the dead. Uh, yeah, I, I don't... It's it's a weird book. I don't, I don't dislike it. I wouldn't say it's, like, my favorite thing, but I do, like... It has, it. like... I get a giggle when I read yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's how I feel about it. It's got, like, really weird tones where mm-hmm. it's, like, once I start thinking I have it figured out, like, where exactly it takes place, like, something changes. Like, for a while, I was like, oh, this takes place in New Orleans, and then I was like, wait, this is the Wild West. Wait a minute. I think it is New Orleans, though. Is it? I'm pretty sure they, like, talk about New Orleans. See, that's what I thought, but it just keeps changing, because then it's just, like, Wild West stuff, and then I'm like, um, I've never heard of, like, a time period where (laughs) both of those existed in the same place like that. Maybe I'm wrong. I I don't care for the Wild West stories. I just don't care for them. I just don't care for them. Not entertaining to me. <laughs> All right. So now we have Batman uh, Urban Legends. This is issue number two. This is a little uh, anthology book with a few different stories in it. The two main stories have been Chip's story about Red Hood and then uh, Matthew Rosenberg's story about Grifter. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. And... The Outsiders one. Yeah, and the Outsiders one. So three of them. Yeah. So it looks like the only one that changes is the, the second same, one. Yeah. And it se- is it the same artist? I don't think so. I can't remember. Because I would have like... remembered, uh, what's her name? Margaret? Marguerite. Marguerite Mar- 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 Savage. Yeah. Savage? Savage. Right, something like that. Uh, Sorry. She, we yeah, just we suck that. it. We'll do, we'll, at us. At Champ, Champ, yeah. Champ, Champenstein69 mm-hmm. on Twitter. Correct me. Yeah. Um, he then, uh, sorry, it's, it's not that. It's H.H. H. Holmes 420. <laughs> God, why were chill children? Uh, because she did all the covers for Buffy for a minute. Remember? Right, right, that's right. Uh, but it's like, this art looked really familiar and I really like it, but I couldn't yeah, figure out Yeah, I really like, this book is a lot of fun. I don't, I mean, I basically jumped on it for Chip and Matthew Rosenberg. But yeah. Yeah, no, I did it. I'm I'm, st- well. I'm staying for the whole ride. I love the Grifter story, like I said earlier. That yeah, no, it's just really like, good. Really good. I had a great time with it. I didn't know how much I liked Grifter until recently, so that's like a weird thing for me. Another DC person that I'm just like, okay, I'm on it. I like that. Just get you some like Wildstorm books next, I guess. You know what? I'll do it. Just deep dive. I'll do it. Okay. I have Thor. This is issue number 14. This is the finale for the Prey story arc. 
Um, Donald Blake is beaten, and Thor gives him to Loki for proper punishment, which is just beautiful. Um, like I was saying, everything, like Thor gives him a lecture on how he wouldn't like actually hurt his brother because he, despite everything, he still loves him and stuff. And I just like that, <laughs> how he's like making this speech and Loki's in the background, like, are you, you serious? <laughs> and then Loki's like, yeah, you want me to lie to you right now? I'm going to take him. I'm going to put him with my snake. Uh, if you know the story of Loki and Sagan, you know, the, the snake and the punishment and stuff. Um, Donald Blake gets that, and he uh, acquires the name of uh, God of Lies now. So hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Um, this is probably my favorite Thor issue that Donnie Cates has written. I really, really enjoyed this. I didn't... I'm very picky about who writes Loki. Um, like, if it's not a kid's comic, then I'm, like, just very picky about it, and yeah. Donnie Cates nailed it. Yeah, I think... Like- and I, I know this is a little bit of a rant in a different direction, but like I don't, I don't find Donny Cates to be a bad writer. No, not at all. I think he just gimmicks himself too much sometimes, where he just like kind of, I mean, it's almost like a Tom King thing where he finds himself in this like hole, and he's just like, all right, I'm just gonna come on. This is what I'm like comfortable with, and I like. But he has this ability to do other things and mm-hmm. be like full, you know? Because I feel like. You haven't had any of the same issues with, like, the Thor issues that I have with, like, other Donny Cates mm-hmm. works. Or even the problem we had with Crossover, you know? Right. I I don't know. The thing... I totally forgot to turn the light on. I set it up, plugged it in, <laughs> and did not even turn it on. It looks like... We're in a sunroom. We yeah, don't it's it. fine. Um, anyway, what I was going to say was... Sometimes I feel like I'm too hard on him, but it's, to me, the way that I read it is he is very pretentious, but, like, doing it as a joke, but it doesn't come off as a joke. It just comes off pretentious. Yeah, I can get that. I can see that for sure. I'm also, like, way more goth than him, so that's always just really bothered me. So, Donny Cates. Goth off. Goth off. We're doing it. Uh, okay, so then I have Spider-Man, Spider's Shadow. This is the new Chippy Chip Chip book. Uh, my best friendship. My best friendship, our best friendship. This is a four-part little s- story about what if uh, Spider-Man decided to keep the Venom, the symbiote suit, and like become Venom, basically. He'd be way cooler. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love because- a good bad guy. Yeah. I think that's exactly what we're going to get. Uh, this was really exciting. I was actually, I've been looking forward to this book quite a bit. I really loved uh, the Spider-Man life story, so it's kind of like a different take on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love the art for this book quite a bit. The colors in some places really weren't necessarily, like the shadowing here mm-hmm. with one of the scenes was not my favorite. Who does the colors? Um, Matt Hollingsworth, which I thought was weird because yeah. usually I, I particularly like his colors, but... And just like, and it's literally just in some parts where I was just like, and eh, this doesn't quite like look right. right. Ooh, sorry. Uh, so it's still really great. My favorite part about this <laughs> was the author's note where Chip is like, yo, dogs, we're bringing back what ifs. But we're bringing them back as little, like, mini-series. Wow! (laughs) So, instead of little, like, one-off, like, you know, how what-ifs are traditionally just, like, one issue and done, Mm -hmm. 
Uh, they're bringing them back as like, yeah, like, sorry, I didn't mean to touch you. <laughs> like the life story stuff or like this. And then Chip designed the logo. I'm a sucker for what if. So I am like super stoked on this because I like there's something cool about what if stories. And I like I always love. I don't know, the thing about, you know, what if stories as well is they're not, like, canon. Right. So it's not, like, you know, we're, we're getting, like, 20 different, like, Spider-Man stories anyway, and all of that's somehow canon. Like, what if stories are just some, like, other other thing in their whole own. Sorry, I was just, like, agreeing, and then I was like, yeah, like, that issue of what if Jane Foster became Thor, and then I was like, wait, that actually, it actually happened in they the did end. That. Yeah. Which is, like, another thing, like, I think it opens up worlds for, like, different storytelling. I just, I'm... It's, I think, a really interesting idea. I've always loved what ifs, even uh, before, like, when I first started getting into comics. I was just like, well, I'll travel into this world. And it was just like, yeah, this shit's great. I love them. I just always get disappointed because, like, when I really, really like them, I'm like, man, I want more of this. Like, I wish there was more. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's, like, the really cool thing about that. Yeah. Hell yeah, Chip. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. Uh, I, I don't have the... Okay, Patrick, hold on just a moment. Sorry, I we're working in different areas, so I don't have any of my stuff pulled up like I normally do. Oh, that's druids. We're not druids. Are you are you sure? You wanna become um like kind of metal band, I guess? I I thought you'd never ask. Okay, yeah. Patrick agrees with us. Thanks, Patrick. Okay, good. He says what if should be mini series, one shot isn't enough to fully explore the concept. A thousand percent agreed. Yes. So that is once again, the coolest thing about this. It's just like, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's great. We'll cross that bridge when we get to it again. <laughs> again, yeah. Yes. Which we will. Yes. Okay, so then we have Carmen. This is issue number two. This is, uh, God, this is such a weird story. Yeah, so basically our main character, Kata? Kat- Katra? I honestly... I can't remember. Um, forgot her name completely. Yeah, she is just a severely, severely depressed, codependent uh, lady um, who's in love with her best friend? Is that what you would say? Or they just have, like, a weird relationship. Yeah, I think they have, like, a weird relationship where... Yeah, I think codependent is the best word to say. It's just, like, she's completely... Because it doesn't seem like they're necessarily in a relationship with one another, but it kind of does at the same time. It seems like one of those situations where, like, he was her only friend for so long, and then she became, like, bitter because he started making other friends. That's, like, the kind of relationship they have. (laughs) Anyway. um, Something we both can relate to. Yeah. Um, So she ends up uh, killing herself, and Carmen, who is a weird... Basically Grim Reaper. Yeah, Grim Reaper um, is kind of letting her figure it out on her own. Giving her, like, Mm -hmm. the space and stuff and the tools, I guess, to kind of, like... See. See the world from this angle um, so she can adjust to it, I guess. It's great. Yeah, no, it's really, like, the first issue was oddly off-putting, but Mm -hmm. still, like, drew me in. But I, I think there's something really, like... I don't know about this particular issue. It just like hit in a very like way that seemed right. It was it was really heavy because it does it does you know obviously deal with suicide and that kind of stuff, but just like death in general too. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The colors and art are just so 
book. Yeah. It's stupid. This book is weird, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, so this is a book we both picked up just the first issue, right? We just special ordered Um. Yeah, yeah, we did. And I added it, like, the next day. After yeah, and, and then I just special ordered the uh, second issue, but then I ended up adding. Good choice. Adding, adding it because it's only a five-issue series. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of see where it ended up, like, at in the end. Mm-hmm. All right, you ready, dog? Yes. Okay, so we got autumnal. This is issue number six. Just trying to like. This is the uh, the climax of the movie when all the stuff starts happening. Yeah. Um, oh, for sure. I just what, once again, I cannot speak enough to how much I do love how this reads like a like a nineteen seventies yeah. horror film. Like it's just so good. It's like it's very uneasy because the horror is is subtle because it's not like a, a creature that's there. It's just. It's an atmospheric mm-hmm, horror. Mm-hmm, for sure. Which I really enjoy. Like, if this was made into a movie, it would be an A24 movie. And, oh, yeah. And, yeah, and it would be just, like, a very... It would be, like, a folk horror movie. And, oh, yeah, I can see that. And I think I, that's why I love it so much, because those are my favorite kind of horror movies. Because um, it's very pagan. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I just... I feel like the art does so much for it, too. Oh, yeah. Like, it's just... I, once again, I can't get over... I still can't get over that issue number, I think, three... Where those people were in the background yeah. and it scared the living yeah. shit out of me. Like, that is just, it's so good. Like, you just have to be so good at comics and this book, that's yeah. a great comic. Absolutely incredible. It's one, again, thank you. That was my mistake. I, I would have never ended up with that otherwise and that's just foolish. I know. That's Sometimes. why I, I almost always, like, pick up on vault number one because now I'm like, well, that seemed like... I had two books where I was like, I like these. I'm going to just keep doing this. I mean, that's the story of my life. That's how it is with me in, like, scout books now. It's like I accidentally got a couple things and was like, well, these are actually pretty cool. (laughs) (laughs) So now I have to get everything. Okay, so I'm going to go next. I have... um, There There are actually are boobs. Yeah. There are boobs in the terminal. There's, there's a, sex. Yeah, there's they've a cute had, little yard bang. Yeah, they've had sex more than once. So, yeah. If it, you're into that. If you're trying to question our knowledge on 70s horror films, Patrick, joke's on you. The joke is on <laughs> you, my dude. Okay. Um, I have Maria Lovitz, Eros, and Psyche. This is issue number two. Um, the thing about Maria Lovitz books is she usually does five or six issues The story plot doesn't actually come out until like the fourth issue so this is like a build-up but i don't know what it's a build-up to like it's just two girls in a boarding school and their friends and one of the girls is talking about the other in the past tense so you assume that something's happening but it's just very mundane stuff that happens throughout here some like cruel intention type yeah so like in this issue the friend um not the narrator the the girl's friend Mm -hmm. um tells the story of eros and psyche Okay. And that's, like, it. Alright. So it's, like, stuff is happening, but I just don't know, I I don't know what's happening. I feel like that's, like, I don't know, that's always been my biggest problem with, like, her books, Mm -hmm. is I just can't... It's It's not like I feel like a book needs to, like, introduce itself right in the beginning and give me, like, all of the details, but, like, I would... I'd like it. I would like it to move a little faster, but that's also why I really like her books, because it's just... 
it is slow burning, but it gives me enough where I'm just like, oh my God, what's going to happen next? And so <laughs> she just sucks me in like that because I do really love her art. Yeah, too. no, her art is really good. Yeah. I, and, I don't disagree. And the story overall, like when it's finished, it's, I'm always left every single time. I'm like, well, that was really weird, but like, I liked it. Mm-hmm. So I, I always give her books a chance. Yeah. I mean, as we do with like some, some authors, artists, like, yeah. we just do it. I'm, I've been really into, like... We're like the Mikey of comics. I'm not even going to finish what I was saying. You can just go. You can are just you talk sh- about yours. Are you sure? Because I don't remember what I was going <laughs> to say now. You completely wiped my brain clean with that. <laughs> it's a skill I've got. Uh, so now I have Homesick Pilots. This is issue number five. I still really like this book. Colors are great. So good probably my favorite part i just like and i do like where they're taking the story i think for me like just really liked the ghost aspect of it and wasn't ready for them to become like giant mechs yet so what giant what mechs the house becomes like a mech oh okay so it fight like this giant like thing becomes a tape recorder this tape recorder thing becomes giant and then the house like she's able to like connect it all together to become like a Oh, like Transformers. Yeah, and they, like, fight each other. Okay. Which, it's cool. It looks cool. It's a pretty cool thing. I just, I don't know. I really like the... I'm gonna have to go home and try that with some stuff. (laughs) The scary part. I like the the ghost stories part of it. That makes sense. Uh, I suppose, too, there's, like, some relationship aspect. I think... Okay. (laughs) Hold on. Let me get my therapist hands out. (laughs) Okay. The thing is, like, there's something to be said about, like, communication between people, and one of my least favorite things about, like, sitcoms is, like, lack of communication or, like, that sort of idea or people, like, jumping to conclusions because there's no communication. Right, right, And right. there's a lot of this in this book, which the house does, like, keep Amy, the main character, from being able to, like, talk to her friends so she doesn't think they're doing anything for her they she thinks they're gone basically or like abandoned her and so she's doesn't understand like exactly what the house has done but her friends kind of not her friends but people who know her one of them one of her ex-bandmates is like oh yeah no she obviously worked with the house to kill these people so like she's just bad okay okay. so for me it's just like it feels like, I don't, I don't like that aspect of it. Like, that storytelling aspect. Sorry, I was trying to read it. Yeah, they're super comfy, Derek. They're, they're the comfiest. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's all I really have to say. Like, okay. it's not like... Is that the end of the story arc? Yeah, it's the end okay. of the story arc. And it does build up to, like, a, I think it'll be an interesting, like, second story arc. I just, I think, like I said, that's the one downfall for those type of things for me. It's just, like but you you know this person yeah like if i disappeared into a haunted house and people died in there and i was like kind of working with the house would you just be like oh yeah champ obviously murdered these people no i would think i blacked out and i did it (laughs) i would be with you (laughs) i mean how else am i gonna find the fucking hellraiser box I mean, haunted houses, I'm there. I even go through the kids' haunted house at the pumpkin patch because I love haunted houses. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, there's that. Uh, okay. Do you want to talk about home or do you want to talk about locusts? We can do locusts okay. first and then home. Um, so I have Scout's uh, Locusts is issue number one. We both read this mm-hmm. one. Uh, this is about a weird pandemic where the the virus that's going around is turning people into locusts. Uh, this story follows one guy uh, some significant amount of time after the pandemic has like wiped out a bunch of people and he's just kind of making his way through town killing locusts yeah, trying to kill right, some yeah. other dogs uh he kills dogs in this um but there's obviously like it alludes to some sort of cult like a religious mm-hmm. cult that's in it of course because you can't have a post-apocalyptic society without a cult why would why not why not how how not i i, I don't know um this wasn't bad. This definitely wasn't bad. I, I did add this because it is only like five yeah, issues, right. four issues, something like that. Um, so I'm going to stick it through because I'm invested. Um, it was interesting. Yeah. And I did like the art a yeah. lot. I it's just, just it's just a really weird, I guess, concept for mm-hmm. a post-apocalyptic one because it's like we've had aliens, we've had zombies, yeah, and I, now we have locusts. Yeah, I guess I wasn't expecting them to turn into locusts. So when it happened, I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I even read it, and I knew that's what it was, but then watching that person turn into a locust, I was like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> that's disgusting. Can you imagine that thing flying? No. Oh, yeah, that would be really, really gross. Yeah. I can't even. I do not abide. As you should not. No. All right, so now we're just bringing it on down, down, down. Uh, we have home. This is issue number one. Uh, or I have home. Heather, I read it. Read it. I had to know what it was all about. Yeah. So this is a story about a young man who is separated from his mother at the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are from Guatemala. They are trying to escape the gangs after uh, his father is killed. They get to the border and basically they're told, you know, not to worry about anything, and they are separated. It goes into uh, the ICE detention camps, uh, shows shows them in very extreme detail, just kind of how it would feel to be in one, and then how it would be feel how it feels to be like separated from like somebody you tr- truly truly care about. This book just uh, r- ripped me apart. <laughs> yeah, there is a twist though, which I was very excited about. Yeah, the jazz hands. The jazz hands. <laughs> Uh, so it is just something that is extremely relevant. It does take place around the beginning of, uh, Trump's presidency. Who? Uh, (laughs) Trump. Uh, so they do, like, allude to that quite a bit. But the important thing to remember here is that stuff, this stuff is still happening. The border wall is still being built. Currently, Biden actually just won a, uh, court case to take six acres of land from a family in Texas to continue building the border wall. We love that. <laughs> uh, ICE detention camps are still a thing. And so, like, as you're reading this, yes, these are all terrible, terrible things, but they are still happening. So please, you know, just... It's a story for us. It's a story. The reality for a lot of people. And so, you know, just be aware. Do your homework. As I said earlier, it's important to know, like, what the hell's going on. Even if it is somebody, a president who is, you know, not a giant straight-up fascist at all points in times, doesn't mean they're doing the best thing for for us or other people. You're either with us or you're not. So, okay. 
Uh, great book, though. Definitely highly suggest it. Just be ready for a bad time and a good time. Yeah. Um, I was already exhausted before I read it, and then after, that's why I'm just, like, chilling in this chair and not not at 100%, because that book really brought me down to about a 27%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, a good read, but not a fun read. Yeah. It was a lot. Okay, so then we have Proctor Valley Road. This is issue number two. It's a nice little Grant Morrison joint with Alex Child and Naomi Franquise. I'm just going to say that. Mm, close. I don't know what it is, but I bet it's close. And, you know, our favorite girl, our favorite colorist, Tamra. Tamra. So you know the colors are beautiful. Yes. Um, so this is just following the group of teenage girls that were trying to save up to go to a Janis Joplin concert. In the last issue, the group of guys that they went to on a spooky tour with or whatever, they all disappeared. So they're being questioned by the police. They are considered suspects in the case because they don't have any proof otherwise. And they were the last ones to see them. So this deals with each of them dealing with that, like Mm -hmm. on their own. And And the police don't think they killed them. They think they helped them. Cross the border. Cross the border. Yeah, it is obviously around they're the time trying, of the Vietnam War. I say they're trying to draft. Yes. Dodge draft. Yes. Draft yes. dodge. Draft dodge. Yes. Um, I forget that like timing is very important. Like I, I said, Janis Joplin concert, but it's just like, yeah, it could be any time. Well, and the only thing I was thinking of is because like that's a huge part of like this second issue is mm-hmm. that like the police are investigating and investigating them for that specific thing and then they're all and then she's kind of like but maybe we should do this maybe we should help people yeah that would be a good idea (laughs) that's how we can make our money to go see janice why not jamie jump well i feel like this issue made more sense than the second the first issue Mm -hmm. like at least more like didn't feel so all over the place. Yeah, no, it was very fluid. But I do think that the the first issue being kind of all over the place helped set it up because then we got like we got to know each of the characters for the most part, and then yeah. I think it also helps like because they're disoriented. So then like you're also a little bit right. disoriented with the story itself. Yeah. All right, I'll, I'll take your side on that. <laughs> Uh, so now I have Daredevil. This is issue number 29. Damn dude just going through the Daredevil. Uh, Chip just banging him out. Yeah. So our boy Matt, he's in prison. Uh, Electra is training a young girl to be strong so that she doesn't have to worry about, you know, being taken care of or the strong taking advantage of her. And then you have, uh... Matt's brother, Pat, <laughs> Pat, Mike, I believe is his name, working with somebody to do some like shady shit. I really, once again, just like this Daredevil story has been a lot of fun, but let's be real. I'm here for Electra and Electra only. And that you can't see it, but that hair, oh. that, I ch- love it. Ch- Chiquetto, Chiquetto, Chiquetto. Geppetto? Geppetto. The artist. Jesus Christ. Oh, Chichetto. 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 The hair that he puts on this this woman. I thought you were talking about the guy who made Pinocchio. No, I was talking about the artist on the book, quite obviously. (laughs) (laughs) During our comic book podcast. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay, so now we have the picture of everything else. This is issue number three. 
about our artist who does the portrait of Dorian Gray and this murder is kind of, portraits is what we call them and this is kind of you learning about like his work with Dorian Gray and how he kind of figures out that his his art does stuff it has powers yeah um I really like this story. I especially liked this page, like, in the middle where he's, like, getting marked. Yeah, I loved all the panels Yeah, the, the color and stuff. I just mm-hmm. thought, this book is really cool. Um, Agreed, yeah. I don't know. I just think if, if you... Because we, we got it because of Dorian Gray. Yeah, That yeah. was it. We just got it because Yeah, of no, that's exactly why I got it. Um, so, yeah. I, I think that if you are a fan of that book, that piece of art, then... I just, like... I think the thing that sells it for me, too, is just the, like, the way it's drawn and, mm-hmm. like... It's very strange. Yeah. Because I feel like it fits, like, so well with the story itself that I don't... Like, there are points where I'm like, oh, I don't know if I like this, but it's just, like, it's so... Hmm, I don't know the best word. I just, I love the blood. Whenever there's blood, it just looks like watercolor, mm-hmm. and I think that's, mm-hmm. like, the coolest. But, yeah, this book is fantastic. Yeah, it's a good one. All right, so then I have Rorschach. 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 This is issue number seven. Just just trudging along, just getting through it. Uh, Frank Miller's in this. That's all I've got to say. That's, uh, that is absolutely, completely it. That's it. That's, That's all it. you need Frank, to know about Frank, Frank Miller's in here. It's, uh, I don't know, man. Oh, oh I, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I don't know how this is going to end. I don't know if I care. I think that's you the biggest. Don't. I, that's the thing that I don't feel like, like you've cared this entire time. I haven't. I don't think there's been one issue where you're like, yeah, okay, I'm interested to see what happens, and it's always just been like, well, it's a book, and I'm reading it. Yeah, no, and that's exactly it. And I don't feel any different about this particular issue. It's just like I had this conversation with Patrick at the shop on Wednesday. It just feels like I don't know. Tom King just hit this rut where it's like, dude, you don't have to do like a twelve issue series. You can do like a five issue you can cut it down right and they it's don't just always like, have to be the same like yeah it's formula. like we don't need it anymore yeah. like i know you're at least like gifted i give you the benefit of the doubt even though you're in the cia like give me a bone here boy <laughs> i was trying to think of something that tom king can do next and all i kept thinking is boners <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Um, so I'm going to do this. You're on one today. This, this real quick. Um, Geppetto? This is uh, Children of the Atom. This is issue number two. Um, the group of kids that are, um, I don't know, dressed as the offspring of certain X-Men are just kind of doing their business, doing their thing. And Storm tries to get them to come to Krakoa for, you know, protection and help and to, like, learn and stuff. But the thing is, they're not actually mutants. They're just, like, kids who mm-hmm. have who are just very smart um this one focuses mainly on god i can't remember what his name is um the main boy cherub is the the mutant name that he goes by but i can have gabriel okay it deals a lot with gabriel i really liked him like i don't i don't obviously know any of these characters um because this is the first time they've right right that's (laughs) what i'm saying like i have no like connection to him and stuff but i really liked reading about him like he just seems Seems like a really good boy. Um, and then some of the X-Men have a cute little chat with the uh, the Avengers. Captain America trying to Batman it up. Be like, look, in my town? Not in my town. 
But Storm says, please address me as Storm. We are not friends. And I was like, damn, Storm. So there are some good parts about it. Um, I'm mainly just excited because uh, Nightcrawler's going to be in it at some points. And so, you know, I love my man, Kurt. Yeah, I mean, he's got his whole book coming out next week. I know. I'm <laughs> so, so excited. Uh, okay. And then now, last, we have Wolverine. We should turn on the lights. Uh-huh. <laughs> We're almost done. We're almost done. You can't see it, but it's here. It's Wolverine. Yes. This is issue number 11. This just continues, like, the vampire part of this story. I love watching Wolverine just kill vampires. I didn't think that I needed it, but now that I have it, I'm like, yeah, I want him to do this. This is all I want him to do is just go find vampires and kill them. My favorite part was when he pinched beast face i'm gonna i'm gonna read this because i thought it was great and i just talked about the cia too so (laughs) even better beautiful uh so beast is like oh you don't trust me it's like no bitch nobody does why would we uh any and wolverine goes you said it yourself x-force is the equivalent of the mutant cia if nobody's questioning you you might think you don't have to answer to nobody and he's just like pinching his cheek as he's doing it just like he's not wrong yeah just like Baby, I got you. Look, I love Logan anyway, but I love when he calls people out for just, like, being who they are. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I need a Wolverine <laughs> in my life. We all need a Wolverine in our life. It's okay. Someday. Maybe one day. Yeah. All right. That's it. We did it. We talked about all of our comic books. We actually read all of our comic books. Yeah. Um, I was very shocked. I did it all on time, too. I didn't have to read one in a hurry today before I came over. Yeah, you did it before I did, which is Mm. a very rare occasion. Never happens. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, join us next week when we break into this house again and find a new place to record. Who knows where? We're just going to change it up and figure out. Yeah. Just every day we'll just record in every different room. We'll break this house in before these people come home. (laughs) They haven't found us yet. (laughs) Anyway, go buy comics. Support your local comic book store. Support your local libraries. Do do everything. Do good things. Do good things. Be good people. Be nice. Be sweet. We love you. We love you. Goodbye. See you on the flippity flip.